what we do here is go back, 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 back. We won big this weekend. We won big. We won real big this weekend. We had some winners. We had some points. We had some some spreads, right? Some spreads. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And joining us, the third head of a quadfractor there was in Vegas. Don't even know if that's a thing. But joining us as well, Mel Dreamy, Dan, our brother, where art thou? How are you this evening? I'm doing good. A little, uh, Still a little tired from our trip, but uh, we survived and here we are to talk about it. Yeah, it, it was uh, still feeling it as well. It was like it kind of it kind of lingered longer than than uh, you expected to. Andrew, how are you? I'm great, but I um, I too am tired. Still, it was a great trip with the boys. Um, obviously, as everyone knows, Raiders took the dub, so well worth it. Certainly. Yes, as you said, Andy, we did get the W. Very exciting game in Vegas this week. Very exciting time in Vegas this week as we touched down very early Saturday morning. We had an early flight, 6.45. Dropped us in there around, uh, what, 8.30-ish, roughly. But nonetheless, we can we can just really jump into it. I'll open this up first. Anything you guys want to get out there about our time in Vegas before we talk about the game in Vegas? Well, for being part of the Las Vegas Raiders for the first time, I was uh, really curious on on how things were out there. So right when we landed, we uh, got an Uber and went to Henderson and scoped out their practice facilities, had breakfast out there before we checked into our hotel back on the Strip. So that was fun. That was cool to see. When we were flying in, I saw Summerlin as we were coming in, and I know a lot of Raiders live up there. And I was like, wow, look at these houses. Thanks for giving me the window seat, by the way. And, uh, you know, we went to uh, a Raider party at the Rockstar Bar and Grill that evening. That was a lot of fun, talking to a lot of Raider fans and just talking about the team and being around like-minded people. So, oh, forgot to mention our trip to the stadium to the store. So after... Breakfast, we went back to our hotel, and after we checked into our hotel, we went back to Allegiant Stadium and went to the Raider Image Store, and that is a great store if you like Raiders apparel or gear. That thing was unbelievable. (laughs) I spent way too much money, but that's what it was for. So saw that. Art Shell was in there while we were there, so that was cool. Uh, Celebrity sighting. Then we went to the Rockstar Bar and Grill and met up with some other Raider fans and talked to some radio personalities and uh, beat writer and Vinny Bonsignor and uh, Hugh Myers was there. So that was a lot of fun. You guys want to speak on those things before we go into Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I think the trip was great. It was, it was guys being dudes. It, we had we had a blast, right? Um, the Raider Image Store certainly was, uh, I think I, I told you this like five times, I'm like, I'm, I'm overstimulated right now because there's so many things that you could do where so many different jerseys, hats, whatever it is. I ended up getting a hat. It's fair. I did get a few things from my gals. It makes me feel better as if I'm not overspending on myself. 
but I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want that. It was a great place. And we actually, this is one of the bigger decisions of the day where there was a Raider store that was closer to our hotel or their Raider image closer to our hotel. And then there was a Raider image by the stadium. Dan's like, I think we need to go to that one. And I believe we did cross paths with the Raider image and it was, it was weak. It was weak showing the one that was closer to us because the one that Dan took us to was basically the granddaddy of them all. So it was beautiful time. Um, Allegiant stadium as a venue, just a hair different than the Oakland Coliseum, not by much, but basically by everything. It was wonderful to, to be there. We had a great time. We'll get into it probably throughout as we go, but, um, is blessed that that's my takeaways from the weekend micah what about yours yeah i mean it was everything that i had hoped out of the trip minus the way certain saturday night turned out but um it was fun nonetheless getting to hang out with Vinny, like dan said with q seeing those guys just being able to wander all around check out the store and just really do whatever we wanted that was the best part we were just like what do you guys want to do we're like all right, we'll just go do this. And we just went and did things. So it wasn't on any type of specific schedule. We had things we, you know, had lined up that we wanted to do. And then we just kind of filled in from there. So it was really, really fun uh, getting to be a bunch of guys, being a bunch of dudes together, you know, as a family. So so some d- Sunday, our game day experience, we rolled over to the stadium around 10, I believe, and went to tailgate parties over in Lot J, a lot smaller than... Uh, the acres of concrete parking places that Oakland had, but the tailgates being a lot smaller, but it felt like, oh yeah, this is Raider tailgates right here. Even though it was much smaller, it was uh, really condensed and a lot of fun. A lot of people fist bumping, treating my son, Nate, right? They love a young Raider fan. They'll always treat them good. Took lots of pictures, drank some Modelo's and saw some, Crazy folks with the aroma of barbecue and weed in the air. It felt like home again in Oakland. So, so much Oakland. <laughs> so, uh, that was cool. And then, uh, we wanted to get into the stadium early while they're warming up. So, we got in line, went in, and just like in Oakland, when you would kind of come into the stadium and see the field for the first time, you're like, oh, that's cool. Well, when we got into Allegiant Stadium, I was just looking at everything, and then my first glimpse of the field, it was it was a it was a sight to see. We had third row seats down right by the Raiders Tunnel, so we were surrounded by everybody during pregame. Richie Incognito was there, real close to us. He signed an autograph for my son. We saw Hall of Famers. We saw everybody warming up. It was a blast. The game went great, you know little tight in the first quarter, got ourselves a lead, and then they gave a little bit of a comeback. And after that, it was all partying because we won. A little different than Oakland. You know, we had people sitting around us that weren't even a fan of either team. They were just there for the event, more interested in their wagering than the game. But, you know, that's to be expected in Oakland. One time I went to a game with my cousin, or went to uh, Tahoe with my cousin Jason, and we sat in the sports book to watch the Raider game, and it was the same thing. It was just a lot of people from a lot of different places just worried about their wagers than the game. And that's just, you know, that's to be expected because you're in Vegas. So if I lived in a city like that and there was a team, two teams playing, I'd go sit and watch the game. So I understand that. And then after the game, it was crazy, and the fans were going nuts just like they did in Oakland, and 
it was a whole lot of fun, which put us back to the hotel kind of late and had to get some dinner. And I was uh, pretty tired after that. And I've been tired ever since. Yeah, it's, it's it was kind of fascinating to like compare a little bit, right? Because it was our first game being in Vegas and also be like, you know, we've been to so many you know, games to call CM and, and how's it going to stack up? And there's so many similarities and differences too. They didn't have straws at, at Vegas. Um, you know, that, that was just an interesting thing. They're like, yeah, we don't take cash. We're not going to allow you to drink a straw. We're like, yeah, this is different. You didn't get secondhand high though in the bathroom at Allegiant Stadium, which I think was, could have been nice for some, not nice for others. But I, I do agree that it was, it was interesting to see the whole, the parking lot, like the whole parking lot was like, it, it was relatively big, but then there was just two sections of tailgating and you're like, oh, this kind of, you know, this isn't the same. But then when you walk down the the rows of the tailgating, you're like, I feel bad. It's like you walked into like a, like this, this new world of, of like, yeah, I'm back at the Coliseum. So that was cool to see, but um, definitely the being down at the field early, like for an hour and a half or whatever, however long we spent, you know, just being able to see the players that close warming up and Nate just fighting for autographs. He did. He did. People forget he did catch at the end of the game. Well, spoilers. Um, Nate did get a Richie Incognito signature, but then also just framed a nice Daniel Carlson, I believe. Wristbands, just both sides framed it up. Those catching lessons are, are really paying off. Um, and then also uh, Keelan Cole headband. So um, it was a great time. Just cool to be in that environment, and um, also cool to see when you know on those third downs or big plays that the stadium erupted, just like uh, just like we remembered. But Great time with the boys overall. Nate being up on the Jumbotron, that was pretty cool for us too. He got up there like six different times or something. And yeah. just, I, I sent, I was sending pictures. I sent a picture to Bonnie on one of the ones. I think one of the picture Dan got, he was just so, his face was like, oh, just like so, like you could feel through the, the, the picture on the Jumbotron, just like the emotion he had in that game, just how excited he was. Well, I, I mean, once he got on once, he got on like just like that, right? And I think I would imagine myself as the guy that's like just trying to capture fans. And I'm like, I'm just locking onto that guy constantly because he was he was there early and often. And so that was cool to see. But um, yeah, I think overall, great trip, guys. I mean, we accomplished what we wanted to do. Um, you know, we, we really, it was not about fun. It was about really execution. We wanted to get out there. We wanted them to know that we were there. and We wanted to, to win the game. So, and we did. So the Raiders end up, beating the Los Angeles Chargers 27 to 20 felt like like at, at one point it felt like we we're going to lose by 30 at one point it felt like we we're going to win by 30 but just general takeaways from the game what did you guys feel what do you think that was something that maybe we continued on with you know that's three games in a row now that we've won what do you think that we were able to to kind of go with and then also what do you, what are your hopes as far as, as as we continue this this stretch really a big win really a, a statement win I mean in Las Vegas obviously because we we're there but also to put ourselves in, in really a shot to to make a run at this thing. Well, it was good to see our defense playing as a whole unit, you know, with the pass rush and the way that the secondary played. We still gave up 20, but seven of those were from their defensive touchdown. So, you know, defense did a really good job holding them to, what, 13 points. So they got a turnover and five sacks. That was good to see. And as they get better, I think our whole team gets better. I think that's part of this three-game winning streak we're on is the way that they're playing. Uh, offense seems to be more comfortable in the play calling. We had no sacks and no tackles for loss. So I think the protections are getting called out right. And um, everybody's kind of 
on the same page where we didn't see that earlier in the season during when we were having a rough stretch. And it just makes sense that through time we're getting more comfortable. And as we play with comfort, the wins are going to stack up. And we're starting to see that promise in the team that we were hoping for from the beginning. But let's be realistic. It's a it's a new terminology. It's new scheme. And it wasn't going to be great overnight. So if we're being patient, we are starting to see some glimpses of good things. And that's what excites me. I still don't trust this team enough to not come out like tomorrow and uh, not play well because they haven't proven to me yet that this is who they are full time now. So I look forward to that, though. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of great points there. Um, before I just jump in and ramble, Micah, give it to us. What do you think? What, what, what were some things that stuck out to you this past Sunday? Yeah, well, I will say at, at first it is it's so much of a different experience. We've talked about it watching it in person than it is on TV. But to Dan's point, you know, I think we we talked about it before how it's it's these guys got to get used to this whole new system, this whole new scheme. Like you were saying, Dan, it's like they're not just going to instantly be great, you know, from the very beginning. You obviously hope that that happens, but we are starting to see things kind of settle in. It seems like McDaniel's offense is starting to kind of click and you work together. And the defense, we're seeing better things from them, uh, better rush up the middle, it seems like, from the DD tackles since Tillery came over. Um, it was awesome to see Chandler Jones doing something um, on his three-sack day. But, I mean, I think we just really kept it going with being able to run the ball well, run the ball efficiently, and then bring some, not necessarily trickery, but like take advantage of certain things when it came to one-on-ones with Adams. Um, you know, we ran that flea flicker again. I think that's going to be an every week thing from now on, it seems like. And if it works, fantastic. But, you know, this was going to be this needed to be a huge win um, because of the kind of stretch we have going forward. Uh, Andy, you kind of broke it down last week on on what things look like post this Chargers game. Um, but I think it was just a, a huge statement win, realistically, with how we went out there and we kind of dominated, felt like. But it just felt good. It felt good because against the Chargers, you never know what's going to happen. The whole time we're sitting here just like, I'm not going to get comfortable with this lead. I'm not going to get comfortable with this lead. They always come back on us. And then Justin Herbert throws a fourth and 12, 40-yard touchdown. And then all of a sudden they're within, you know, it's 27-20 or whatnot. So it was a little a little nerve-wracking, um, you know, as it as it started to come down. But I felt like it was probably the most complete game that, every, that we've played so far and where – both ends played at a high end level. So yeah, I don't know. It was, I don't think we could have picked a perfect, more perfect game to go to seeing the chargers lose is, is always a great day no matter what. So. Yeah. I mean, I agree. And I think Dan, what you said just about the comfort, I, I, I feel like that's one of the biggest things is like with the new scheme and, and kind of how the roster has been developed. Like you just, you want things to settle in, right? Like obviously you don't want to blow three games um, when you're up 17 plus, but I think, these players are starting to buy into the system. And then also what I think McDaniels has talked about too, is, is like these games haven't gone perfect. Like right? I think we're down 10 0 right. Um, in this game. And, and against the Seahawks, we were, we were down pretty early to, you know, pick touchdown, boom. And then in this game, it was a pick six. So I think you see these guys that are buying into like, Hey, we can compete, you know, and, and, and we also aren't going to be like, because I think we've probably talked too much at length about Carr, but he's, he's not someone that it's just like, you have to carry all of it here right to where we know we can pound them with the run we know what we can work off play action we know that we can also if it gets to it and it's third and long we can we can still you know make plays and, and move the ball down the field so 
I think on the offense side, you see them clicking just so balanced. I think it, it, it's, it's crazy to think that they're so balanced when Jacobs has gotten this many carries, but um, I think it's been really the explosive plays. Um, I touched on it last week, but just the 15 plus yard receptions that we had against the Seahawks. And then also just the big plays that we had uh, Matt Collins, Foster Moreau, obviously Devontae Adams just continues to just dominate. It, it seems like at, at times we're just like, we're going to just toy around with you and just throw it deep to Devontae Adams and see if you guys can cover it. And it's been fun. Um, the flea flickers give me anxiety constantly. Um, but if we want to keep doing them, I think we're at a good completion percentage right now, but those things um, that just, I'm like, maybe just, you know, maybe just not do that. I don't know. It just that, that freaks me out. But um, I think it's, I think really it's a team that I don't still don't trust, but I, they have this odd amount of confidence, the confidence that we wanted to have with this team and this roster. And, and really like, we, I, I think the whole optimism on, on McDaniels, you know, and his system has been like, Hey, our offensive line sucks. Right. Like, we, like they can, at best they can have a pretty solid run blocking They're, they're more stronger on the run blocking side. Right. We do have to bring Fosmer and we do have to line up Matt Collins in the slot to make sure he gets to the second level, whatever. Right. But like, you can see once everyone's on the same page, like you talked about Dan, like just making the checks on the pass blocking and the, you know, whatever, I think you see this, offensive line saying, Hey, we know what we're doing and we can do it. And we can also just kind of compensate for where we're not good at. Right. So I think you've seen, or I think we've seen the last at least three games, us being able to um, overcome some of our deficiencies um, and being able to keep them honest. And I think it helps when Jacobs goes for 140 plus three of the last six games. Um, and then Devonte Adams is still out there without the threat of Waller um, and, and Renfro as well. So a win's a win, a win's a win. So we'll take it. We're five and seven. Um, and actually heading into a point of the season where we didn't know that we would be, um, and especially losing to, I guess we lost the Colts. We were two and seven Jeff Saturday. Yeah. I'm glad. So what's actually hilarious is we did talk about this when we were there, but the two games, when we were scheduling this, it was either going to be the Colts game or it going to be the chargers game. We didn't do the Colts more so because of, um, personal things, baby showers. Um, but also, because of the fact, or I guess because of that, but also like, we're like, Hey, this, this seems a little bit more easy, more realistic. And after we booked the, the, the game, we're like, man, it would have been a lot more fun to play the Colts, you know? And then we see what happened with the Colts that, that would have been just the worst. I don't, I don't know what would have happened for the rest of our Sunday after that game. Um, but I think it would have been miserable. Um, so I'm glad we did it boys. We accomplished what we set out to. So good dub Raiders win 27 to 20, move on to five and seven, we somehow have a shot. We're going to continue to talk like we have a shot. And I think we do, at least for now. But we are going to move into the preview of this upcoming game. Week 14, the Raiders are taking on the Los Angeles Rams. We are recording on a Wednesday because we have a tight schedule and we play the Rams Thursday night. And the Rams are a very interesting team, um, former Super Bowl champions. And they just claimed Baker Mayfield yesterday. So that's where these guys are at. Thursday night football Raiders travel to LA. Their Raiders are currently favored by six and a half points. The over under is 43 and a half. Before we get into the breakdown, keys to keys to victory here. Let me just outline a few injuries that we have to note of. Obviously, short week for both teams, but say a few prayers. Thank goodness. Aaron Donald, he is out currently. Um, so that is just very, very, uh, very nice of him to do that for us because we we needed that. Um few other injuries on the Rams side, Traven Howard, he's a linebacker, Terrell Lewis, linebacker as well. And then David Long Jr., he's a corner. They are all ruled out as of today. 
On the questionable side, Troy Hill, slot corner, John Wofford, quarterback, Brandon Powell, wide receiver. Not sure if I've heard of him. Um, Lance McCutcheon might be related to Andrew McCutcheon. Those two guys are questionable, or all three of those are questionable as well. Um, some unfortunate news that we received today, Rocky Sin, Andrew Billings, Jayon Brown, and um, Jesper Horstead, who's a tight end, which actually is impactful. They are all, they all have been ruled out today. And then Tyler Hall, who was someone that we brought up on the practice squad, as well as Josh Jacobs, which I would imagine just from here on out, based on his workload, um, he is going to be questionable. So um, those are just some of the injury reports that we have seen. I, I don't know if I've missed anything, so please correct me, guys, if I if I have. But um, that's what we're looking like heading into a short week, going to L.A., uh, which hopefully we can consider a home game. Anything I missed there on the injury side? I would just add that uh, Jayon Brown's injury was going to open up a spot for Reggie Raglan, who had been on our practice squad for the last couple of weeks, and the Browns just snatched him from us. So. Yep. They signed him, and we don't have him, so we'll see some Luke Masterson. But past that, I don't know what we'll see, but um, maybe Divine Diablo comes back tomorrow. Maybe they activate him, or they just use uh, Palomao in that uh, pass rushing spot out of that linebacker spot. Great point. We did have him ready to, on the practice squad ready to go, but then we, um, as, as it was today as well, they, the Browns would take – Take him. Um, I almost said Rolanda McLean for a second. <laughs> What's his name? I just, I literally just blanked. Reggie Raglan. Yeah, not Rolanda McLean. Another yeah. Alabama linebacker, though, right? Yeah, that, that's where my, my brain was going. But um, yeah, sucks to lose that. I mean, we'll see what our depth is looking like, but I would agree. It, it seems like it's going to be a lot of Luke Masterson um, as well. So, but yeah, going into it, I mean, we, I'll, I'll pause. I, I've been talking for way too long. Raiders are favored by six and a half points. Over under 43 and a half keys to victory guys. Micah, let's start with you. Well, I, th- I think we just need to keep rolling with what we've, what we've been doing. If we can, their quarterback situation, not great. You're right. They're either rolling with Wolford or they're rolling with Baker Mayfield, who is got like a 48 hour turnaround on learning the playbook and everything. And I don't know which one I would rather have out there, to be honest with you. It's a very interesting situation, but the more we can get to them, more likely both of them are just going to start throwing the ball ridiculously and cause turnovers and, you know, just get them off their game. So I think that we have a big chance for the defensive line to step up and just completely control this game because neither of those guys are really that good. I mean, I know they get paid to play professional football, right? They're professionals, guys, you know, can't count them out just because of that. But at the same time, we're talking about Wolford. We're talking about Baker Mayfield, uh, who was just cut. So uh, I'm excited for this game. But I think Max, Chandler Jones, and if we can keep getting the the rush up the middle, it's going to just be huge. I feel like it's helped our defensive backs play so well. Amik Robertson had a great game locking down Keenan Allen for the most part against the Chargers. We got Hobbs back, and he played great. So I think all those guys can just work off of a, a another good game um, against these receivers that – don't have you know any of their top end talent um, out there so I think this could be uh, another big even though it's a depleted Rams game I think this could be a very big game of us like just going out there and like laying the hammer down and showing that we're still rolling we're still hot we're still bringing pressure and that we can just keep giving Jacobs the ball or get our run game going even if it's a mirror because they're trying to cut back on Jacobs touches I think the biggest thing is just keeping the foot on the pedal 
don't let up at all. Just keep rolling from what we've been doing. Roll into this, uh, you know, short week and get W, get in, get out, get a long rest. So I'm excited for it. But I think biggest thing, can't take the foot off the pedal. Got to keep things rolling from the big, big win against the Chargers. Yeah, I guess something I should note, Dan, before I go to you is, is that Stafford has been put on the IR, um, which we found out over the weekend. And then Cooper Cup has um, he is he's out for the year or not for the year. He's on the IR, but one of the four games he's going to miss is this. So no Stafford, no Cup, no Donald. Um, and then obviously the injuries we mentioned. So, Dan, what are your what are your thoughts on keys to the game? Where should we really try to explode these Los Angeles, but back to back Los Angeles guys here? Um, where do you think our, our biggest advantage is? Well, I've been around long enough to know that you can't just write a team off because on paper you're supposed to win by a lot. The Raiders have many times taken a third-string quarterback and made them look like an all-pro. So I'm not going to say we're going to win automatically. Jalen Ramsey being their best player, I'm sure they're going to put him on Devontae. And I'm sure Adams can still win those matchups. But – if Carr makes a underthrow or something like that, he's good enough to maybe knock it down where, where we saw Adams making that catch in the end zone last week. So uh, Carr will have to be fighting, be putting him in some tight spots. But with that being said, though, that's just one player that we're kind of worried about. So if we can free up Matt Collins and the other receivers, the tight ends to get open, be creative in our play calling and not just target Devonte over and over and over again, then I think that will open up more to get him open. Derwin James last weekend was playing so aggressive. That's why the flea flicker worked because he bailed on the, on the run, tossed it back. And now there's no safety help over the top. So I really like the way that the Raiders are saying, all right, pick your poison. You want to go two safeties? We're going to run it on you. You want to go put that extra man on the, in the box and we're going to beat you with our, our best receiver. And, that just stick with that formula, but don't get so heavy handed. One thing about Gruden, you always could count on him spreading the ball around. And we have we have players to do it. You know, Hans is gonna have to step up his game and uh find ways to get open as well. Defense, uh, I think they gave Cam Akers the uh Rams gave Cam Akers the ball 23 times last week. So stop the run, get that pass rush, and we should be just fine. I, it's a good formula to win what we're doing right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think it's not a trap game, but it is a trap game. But I, I think ultimately, I agree with you guys. We got. I think we got to stay balanced. Um, this is a Rams defense that has been number one against the run. No Aaron Donald the last two games, or I guess two counting this one. I think we got to be able to balance it out. Got to bring the heat against some quarterbacks. We don't even know who it's going to be. Baker Mayfield, Bryce Perkins, John Walford, John Wolford. But, yeah, definitely don't overlook them. I think there's a lot of different ways we can spin it, but I think you guys did a good job. So, um, Dan, I know you got to cut out here. Um, but before we let you go, do you mind just giving a score prediction for this Raiders versus Rams Thursday night football game? Raiders 32, Rams 18. Love it. So if you're a betting man and you believe in Dan, take the over on that one and take them to cover. But thank you for your input. Mel Dreamy, great weekend that we spent. Um, we'll let you go here. And um, Raider Nation. All right. Raider Nation, guys. All right. Mad Mike, me and you, man. So getting into predictions, once again, Raiders favored by six and a half, over under 43 and a half. I think you guys hit on all the big points. I think we obviously just need to keep what we're doing, stay balanced, 
This is a team that we cannot overlook. What I put in my notes is don't overlook them. You're not that guy, pal. Just don't get cute. Just win, baby. That's basically it. Just keep doing your thing. Uh, I, th- I still think we should still continue the, the way that we control the ball. Um, not as if it, there's an explosive offense on the other side of the field, but let's just dominate. Let's keep their defense on the field. It's going to help us. But let's get into some prediction time. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate feeling this way because he's completely right. But I do feel like, I mean, you know, looking at this game on the schedule before the season even started, it's like, all right, well, you know, defending champions on a Thursday night on a short week after the Chargers, that sounds fun. But all in all, I think we can go in here and keep things going, keep things simple in regards to, like Dan was saying, it's like, pick your poison. We're going to beat you one way or the other, and we're going to play sound football. Um, and it's going to start with the offensive line and defensive line on both sides. But I'm going to go out here. I'm going to call a Raiders 35-21 to 21 victory. We're going to go out and put up some points. We'll give up a few points. I'm going to call one touchdown being in garbage time too so look out for that high 20s low 30s to 14 score so 35 21 garbage time points great yeah you guys are in the 30s i I think um this is still a good enough defense um to to contain this as much as they can but i i will still go with the raiders to cover and the raiders to or i guess the raiders this game to hit the over i'm gonna go raiders 27 rams 17 um, I agree. I think it's, it's going to be something where um, it's going to be some late garbage time points by the Rams. I, I, I mean, and it sucks to say that because it's, I feel like I'm jinxing us, but like this is a game that we should just control. Okay. We've beaten some teams that the Seahawks on the road, we, we really shouldn't have, have, have controlled that game as much as we did, as much as it was an overtime game. The Broncos defense, no one missed the ball. And then we, we did a great job being able to put up points and, and exploit them. And obviously the Chargers just handling them and making it seem like we are the six and five team and not the four and seven team. So all that to be said, it's it's a short week. Gotta take care of business. Go do it. Raiders 27, Rams 17. So that's it. Raider Nation. Um, it's gonna be a big, big game tomorrow night. Hope you're ready. Um, this podcast, though, is not done because we still have our RTP betting segment, which if you did choose to follow us, we are on a run. Week prior, we gave you the Thanksgiving one. That was that was a gift. That was free. Okay. This past week, we did a big. Okay. That one's gonna cost you. Okay. So we're on a little bit of a roll before we get into the segment. Um, Mike, please tell the people who this RTP betting segment is brought to all of our fans by, which they should be following by now. Absolutely. Uh, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and they were my go-to and our go-to when we were laying down bets on the NFL, not only this holiday season, but while we were in Vegas. Okay, we're going to get into uh, why they are the best, uh, and we're going to get into on the luck we had this weekend uh, when we were betting on the games and going six for six and making us some money. But the best part about it is that through DraftKings Sportsbook right now, New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win 
big. We won big this weekend. We won big. We won real big this weekend. We had some winners. We had some points. We had some some spreads, right? Some spread. And they played well. And if you want to play well, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, like you said, partner, big week. We're not guys that are just going to like flaunt this forever, right? We might post on Twitter, okay, who's to say who posted that, right? We're not going to just throw this in your face, but really we would just like you all to just take a look. We're on a hot streak, okay? Just a recap of last week, all right? We had Ravens over Broncos. That was a little too close for comfort. They pulled it off. This is the three-game parlay, okay? Ravens over Broncos. Browns over Texans. That was weird. Packers over Bears. If you hammered that, you had plus 150 odds, okay? You would have rocked it for show skis. Underdog of the week, New York Giants, plus two and a half versus the Washington Commanders. Now, that game was 20 to 20 going into overtime. And in that sense, you're like, you need the Giants to win. Because if the Commanders win, they're going to win by a field goal or they're going to win by a touchdown. Not so fast, my friend. They didn't, any of those things happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. They just tied. They just kept putting it back and forth. Mike and I were tracking it. It was exciting, exhilarating. 20 to 20, New York Giants cover, plus two and a half. That's the beauty of taking points there and i do i do believe i did mention on the previous podcast i'm like i would take them to win good thing we didn't because they covered by tying so thank you guys certainly loser leaves town game lions they were plus one dogs over the jaguars they boat raced those guys who would have thought the loser leaves town game was really the most smooth game we had it was like oh lions are up 40 to 17 didn't see that one coming only one that didn't come down to the wire. We'll yeah, do. that was the one I was like, this is going to put us, this is going to give us problems. Didn't actually, the far opposite. Um, so Lions took care of the Jaguars, um, big dub by them. The lock of the week over under 46 and a half, Niners and Dolphins. Now, all five of those bets, because we did parlay them, sorry, five of the six bets were in the 10 a.m. slate. Once we finally got through the Ravens over Broncos, the Giants tying the commanders. So we get in there, we lock up five of the first or five of the six legs here. Okay. In the 10 a.m. slate, sweated that Giants tie out. Get to the Niners Dolphins. The over under was 46 and a half, as I mentioned. 17 points in the first quarter. We were feeling great. Two quarterback injuries, two out. Jimmy G oot gets down to the fourth quarter. They were at a total of 40 points. We needed just one more touchdown. Please, please, please. And we're like, I think it's out. I think we're out. We had a we had a shot. We were trending well. Niners strip sack. Take it to the crib. Forty seven. We cover. And we celebrate. The people behind us celebrated because they were in. It was like an hour of us just like talking with these people behind us. They were just investing us. Great parlay to hit. That was last week. It was in person. We bet it live. We just want to share a little bit more compared to how we usually review. Usually we hit two out of three outside of the Thanksgiving one, but we are on a roll which puts a little bit of pressure here, but we're actually not going to be a person. So maybe a little bit less, but that responsibly, if you're in a state that you can do so. Just put it out there. We both individually made this bet as a parlay. You did hundred bucks down. I did a hundred bucks down. We both walked out of there with $1,700 on that one bet, dropped it like it was hot, did a full blown mega parlay with all the picks 
They came out victorious. So it was a day. And then the Raiders came out victorious. So it was just an unbelievable like turn of events on Sunday. Great day. Um, well, let's get into this week. We'll close it out with the RTP betting segment. This week, dial in. It's important. Let's start with the three-game parlay. We're going to take the Bengals over the Browns, Titans over Jacksonville, Eagles over Giants. Okay, all favorites. Bengals just beat the Chiefs. They're riding high. They're 8-4. and four. Browns beat the Texans. It's a weird game. Deshaun Watson, don't think you're back just yet. Give me the Bengals over the Browns. Titans over the Jacksonville Jaguars just had a tough – Titans had a tough loss against the Eagles. Jaguars are just the Jaguars. I think yeah, I think it's minus four in this game. Just take the money line. It's going to be enough juice for you to bunch all these things in. Give me the Titans over the Jaguars. and Give me the Eagles over the Giants for obvious reasons. Eagles took care of the Titans, as I mentioned. Giants, they're not that guy, pal. They're seven and two. Just not it anymore. That's the three-game parlay. Underdog of the week. One of the more disrespectful lines. Lions and Lions. The Lions are disrespectful because the Vikings are plus two and a half. Ten and two. They're dogs against the Lions. Give me the Vikings plus two and a half. Take the points. I would take them to win, but just like the Giants have learned, could be ended in a tie. You would still cover. Okay. Underdog of the week, Vikings plus two and a half against the Lions. Lock of the week. This is a weird one. Go with me here. Give me the over on 44 and a half. Panthers at Seahawks, okay? Panthers, don't know if you could name four players on their team. Not you, Micah, just anyone in general, okay? Seahawks, they beat the Rams, as we know, and we discussed a depleted Rams team. Got these two teams going against each other. Panthers traveling to Seattle. Though the Panthers have shown that they can put up points, I think they can keep up. Their Seahawks defense isn't as good as they may have been advertising. Also, the Seahawks do have an explosive offense. 44 and a half is really, we just need 45. That's all we're talking about, 28-17, okay? Just a little 27-20, okay? That's all we're talking about here. So give me the Panthers and Seahawks over 44 and a half, and then the loser leaves town. This is a weird one because there are some interesting bye weeks, which I'm certainly being impacted in on fantasy, but Patriots are taking on the Cardinals. Patriots six and six, Cardinals are four and eight. You're like, how is this a loser leaves town? The only loser is the Cardinals. Not so fast, my friend. Patriots have dropped two in a row, traveling to Arizona. Cardinals need to win. Probably not going to save Cliff Kingsbury job, but they might. Give me the Cardinals to win that game. Patriots are two point favorites. Cardinals are going to win, and guess what? They're both going to lose. That's the true definition of a loser leaves town because. You're going to suck anyways. You already suck right now because you're in this lose-lose town. The Patriots lose. They go to 6-7. and seven. Cardinals go to 5-8. and eight. Guess what? You guys both suck. I think the Cardinals win. Give me the Cardinals at home Monday night football. It's a random one where you're like, Cardinals, season's over. Patriots need this one. Cardinals are going to squeak it out. Give me that. Patriots leave town as soon as possible. Oh, that was great. I love it. And it – a big it would be big if the Patriots lost as well as we are uh, not only playing them next week but we are also in that hunt we're on that we're on that graphic we're on the in the hunt graphic for uh, the wild card still five five weeks left obviously but they're kind of right there floating for one of those wild card spots so are we so big loss from them would be great but yeah I wish we were, I wish we were there t- so we could bet on these again because. 
I mean, I, I don't think we realized the luck that we had coming off of Thanksgiving and how it was rolling into this. Now, some may say the house always wins in Vegas. So maybe we, they would have came up on us this week. Maybe we got out at the right time. I, right? Think, I think we did leave at a good time. Yeah. We probably left at a good house, a good time, but man, it would feel good just to roll in there and do this again. But that's probably also what being addicted to gambling is. So nonetheless, I like them. I'm excited. I'm excited that we went six up, six down for the first time all year. The one time that we were out there betting on it. And uh, I feel good. feel good about uh, what you got running back this week. So, Yep. Love it. Even more exciting. Um, got a game tomorrow night. So Raider Nation stand up. Going to be a big game. Obviously, it's going to be a long weekend if we lose. But guess what? We will not. Because we're going to speak it into existence. I don't care if it's by one or 40. Just get out of Los Angeles with a dub. Long week, like Micah said. And even longer because we play Sunday night. So Raider Nation, love you guys. Sit down tonight. Stand up right around 15. Five, right around 15. Right around 5.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Thursday night game. It's going to be a doozy. Till then, catch you all next time. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Go check out the Raider Take Podcast uh, YouTube channel. And let's get ready for this short week. We got a game. I mean, we're recording right now on a Wednesday. This will probably get out to you on game day. So let's enjoy this game day. Let's enjoy this Thursday. Let's go out there, get a big W. A win on a Thursday night feels so good when you go into the Sunday slate of games because you're just like, I ain't got nothing to worry about. We already got the dub. Been, you know, riding this this win out for a few days. So let's go get that. Let's go do it. Yeah, let's keep this train moving. And we'll see you all next week. Peace.